95 FM. Well, there you go. Like she said, 98. We're here for it. Show 98, everybody. How's it going? Well, you know, we didn't do a show last week because there's nothing to talk about. There's not much more to talk about this week, but welcome in. I'm AJ underscore strong. We have Rocket Backhander. Hi, everyone. How you doing? And we have Hockey Jerk. Who? Who? Love, <laughs> love to see it. <clears throat> so... Do us a favor, of course, as always. Remember to subscribe to all of our social media platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Like us on Facebook. Check us out on Reddit. And, of course, as always, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. And remember, if you ever miss anything or want to hear it back, all your favorite podcast platforms have us. And you can always find everything on the YouTube channel and at tealtownusa.com. So, with that, what up, everybody? <laughs> so I guess this is after week 27 or week three of lockdown, depending on what calendar you have and what would have been the final weekend of the NHL season. But of course, no, because social distancing guidelines have been extended nationwide until April 30th. The last time I checked right now, it's probably up to Cinco de Mayo and by next week, it'll probably be Labor Day. <sighs> Not Memorial Day, Labor Day. <laughs> So I'll just start with this. The playoffs likely would have began on Tuesday, the 7th, right? Mm. At this point, is there a realistic way to complete this season without having any impact on next season? And what is the zero barrier? Is it like, you know, like if you've ever seen that movie Armageddon, it's like there's a point. The asteroid or, or whatever the hell is coming into Earth, there's a point that if you don't blow up the damn thing, doesn't matter it's going to hit earth at some point whatever zero barrier is when does this become a lost season i mean is it independence day if and again i say this that in order to not have any impact on the 2021 season to not have any impact on the next season i think your <laughs> start tomorrow <laughs> yeah your zero your zero barrier or or your your point of no return if you will i think just basing this also off of what we've seen in the past i think playoffs playoffs, playoffs. i think i think playoffs have to start and again i know what local governments are saying i think playoffs have to start may 1 Oof. He's because right. for reference, and again, I'm going to get a little sus on the dates here, but for reference, in the the 2013 lockout half season, uh, the first round, because everything was delayed a little, bit, a little bit, the first round started, if memory serves correctly, April 28th of that year. Uh -huh. And even then, that got us to, you know, the draft was combined into one day. Free agency was like July 9th, I think, or something. And so that was kind of pushing it as it was. So I think if you don't want to screw with next season, I think May 1 is like your drop-dead date. Yeah. Hmm. Well, so if this continues, do you think that the NHL budges and says, okay, you know, three weeks ago, whatever it was, we said no matter what, we didn't want to have any impact or a truncated season for 2021 things change. You think that their outlook changes and they say, well, okay, maybe it's not the end of the world if we start the season on Thanksgiving or something. I would just like to say, for the record, uh, there's a certain individual who does things uh, for the Sportsnet, I believe. Um, I'm sorry, the Hockey News, my mistake. Uh, this chief uh, thought that the... I Thought that the idea AJ and I came up with three weeks ago is a good idea, so <laughs> just saying. You know people Which, are listening. For reference, <laughs> that is to empty the take on this season, finish it the way it's supposed to finish it, no matter how long it takes, and then just have a half season next year. Yep. Well, funny you bring up Sportsnet as well. They asked earlier today, uh, could North Dakota be an NHL location for the season to resume and basically they just have all the playoffs happen there in one building. Although, I mean, what, what does that mean? And how, I don't know how many sheets of ice or what the facilities are there, but, uh, I mean, boy, if they're, if you're talking playing two, three games a day to keep up the, you know, the rotation, if you will, 
that's going to be uh, some real crappy ice for whoever's third on there. <laughs> yeah. That and like just logistically trying to house that many professional sports teams in a community. Um, like I know particular areas of North Dakota are you know, pretty tourist heavy once a year for Sturgis. I think that's North Dakota, isn't it? But like the rest of it's just sort of there's not a whole lot up there. So I don't know if there would really be logistically uh, enough commerce to be able to not overwhelm the community and also to support the needs of an entire professional organization. Well, and not only that, but ideal. I think ideally, if you're trying to do some kind of like, you know, neutral site, one location for the whole playoffs kind of thing, ideally you would want every team, every player, every staff, every person all in the same hotel. <laughs> just, yeah. to limit, just to limit no, exposure. That's, that's 100% right. correct. That's, that's yeah, absolutely. If anything, you'd want to just construct a big canvas structure, one of those like stretch canvas things right next to the arena and just make everybody sleep in there, like a big barracks. And so if you, if you lowball how many... If you lowball how many hotel rooms each team in the playoffs will need, which, you know, let's just say for fun, uh, you know, every Stanley Cup winning team is allowed 52 names on the cup. So let's just say you want 52 people per team there. That's 832 people for the 16 teams, not including Sportsnet, NBC, radio, not including the NHL. So, I mean... If you can find a hotel with like 1,500 rooms that's empty, go for it. So in other words, we're talking about doubling the population of North Dakota. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. But then again, like I said, they do that for Sturgis. That happens. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't know if they're like, uh, if their plans or their contingency is even considering like the location is anywhere near that or not. If it is, that might, they might be able to pull it off. I don't know. But I, I don't think that. It seems like an awful lot of struggle for, and an awful lot of like financial things for. It just seems like a waste. It doesn't seem like the best solution. Well, I just, I, I gotta think that Independence Day has to be zero barrier. Mm-hmm. Like, if you haven't started the playoffs by then, if you, especially if you plan on not having any real impact on next season, that you want to get in a full eighty-two next year, whole fa, good luck. But that's you but watch it, the NHL is going to have to break out the idea. They're going to have to take a page out of baseball and say, so how do y'all feel about double headers? Oh God. Oh no, <laughs> but, no you can't do that. You can't but, do that on these ice sheets, man. Well, and, and you say impact. And so you may be able to have an 82 game season, but if you're, you know, if the playoffs wrap up, let's say August 1st, and then everybody takes a month off, and then you come back for training camp and an 82-game season, like, sure, you're not impacting the integrity of the season, but you're impacting the integrity of your players. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, it depends on whose season. I mean, there's such thing as a cup hangover for most people, but the Pittsburgh Penguins, apparently. But holy crap. Like, four weeks between winning the Stanley Cup, three weeks between the parade. You So basically get a two-week vacation, and by then you're mostly not sore anymore. And then you go right back to training camp. Well, and and even then, this is something I thought about. This is something I thought about, uh, you know, hashtag shower thoughts. Uh, You know, let's say let's say the 1920 season, let's say it picks back up, you know, like you said, AJ, July 4th. Well, okay, so does that mean the draft is getting pushed or do you still do the draft at the normal time? In which case. Now all of a sudden you have all these drafted players, but the previous season's not finished, so you can sign them, but you can't sign them, and it's a whole thing. Because I think even if the season, you know, even if the season doesn't kick back on until June, I still think in order to respect the integrity of the following season, you would have to keep things like the NHL draft, and you know, you'd have to keep that at the same time. Yeah, and I like uh, Eric's truncation idea. Instead of a day with a cup, you just get, you get an, hour. an hour. I like that. <laughs> it, it just goes. It just goes to that city in North Dakota, and everybody gets a time with it. You can just <laughs> go, you go touch it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just. I mean, you bring up all the other things that have to happen with the draft and all that. I just, you know, if if they had not even gotten a third into this season, I think yeah, okay, you write it off. But I mean, twelve games away. That's what I'm saying. 
that's and that's why your and I's idea is makes the most sense to me. Like we're eighty five percent of the way through the regular season. You can't just put a bow on it. Yeah, like you you have to see it through. Well, I, the the thing that really gets me is Mark Stein from the Times put out that NBA players may need up to a month to get back to passable shape. Oh wow! Well, no, but I'm going a month <laughs> for the NBA. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. How much conditioning do you need to run 30 feet for 48 minutes a night? Get <laughs> this over is it. all I'm saying. And it's saying like, put on most your, of put these... on your armband and your tall socks and just quit your bitching. <laughs> well, oh and all gosh. of these, uh, you know, a lot of these NBA players have, you know, mansions that, uh, you know, have full courts in them. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> if, if, you, if you're not staying in shape, that's on you, pal. Seriously, Dear Lord. I don't, I don't know. Like, what, it would just be like mostly cardio endurance, wouldn't it? That's all the NBA <laughs> is. is yeah. <laughs> so you would just have to like rebuild your cardio endurance and maybe like some arm presses and stuff to get your upper body strength like kind of balanced out again. But I mean, it's not like you have to cut weight to get ready for a fight, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's um, the thing. Like you said, AJ, a lot of these guys... They have these big compounds that either have a basketball court on them or they have, you know, let's just say for fun, you have some big sprawling, you know, two acre backyard. Just run up and down that thing for an hour. That's all I'm saying. You know, (laughs) I know uh, what Brent Burns has like a a 400 and some odd acre ranch. I'm sure he's just tooling around on that thing, staying in shape, right? That's all I'm saying. Oh clearly, he's staying in shape, chasing his kids around. Well, I was gonna say, clearly, Patrick Marlowe rollerblading all over his house. So, that was hysterical. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> well, let's, we'll bop on to some other subjects here, uh, real quickly. Uh, <laughs> everybody got their broadcaster bobblehead, but there was some talk of, well, what about the other things, uh, the other promotional package? items that may have been purchased or whatever would those actually ship out since the games weren't played well yes in fact items were sent out at least for one of the games that i'm aware of and that was for which game i believe the 19th scheduled against montreal and that was the shark sculpture and unfortunately several of those arrived broken (laughs) so that, I guess, gives you something to do during the summer is trying to either glue that shit or return the, the broken one and try to get a new one. Who knows? Of uh, course, also to kill time, NBCSN is rerunning every notable game that has ever been played in the Bay Area, whether it's the Sharks or the Giants or the Athletics. Uh, not a lot of notable games for the Athletics of late, unfortunately, <laughs> but a lot of Sharks and Giants stuff, some Warriors stuff in there. The Sharks app. They've been rerunning classic Sharks games, which has actually been kind of cool because they are digging deep into the archives. They're, you're talking playoff games in 94 and 95. Uh, oh. Kind of, you know, some significant. It's just fun to go back and you just to hear some of the names. And you're like, oh, man. Oof. And, of course, Sleepy asking if the shark sculpture was made by fanatics, and that's why they're all broken. Uh, you know. What are you going to do? <laughs> That's a solid point. <laughs> and speaking of other content, uh, Brody, friend of our show, Brody Brazil, did an interview with him uh, earlier this week. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> he's talked with Vlasic. He's talked with Kane, uh, Ferraro, Logan. Uh, the one thing that, like, that stuck out to me is, was a quote from Vlasic. And maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just tired of hearing this. But he says, you know, uh, look back on the season of 14-15 when they missed the playoffs, and the next year, 15-16, we go all the way to the cup final. If you look at that, you build off that experience. You know, the guys came in the following year with something to prove. Okay. The hell does that have to do with now? You know? Because the guys are building off their experience and have something to prove? I get that, but I, you know, I get tired of hearing... It's, it's the same thing as that when the Sharks... We're not doing well. And it's like, well, look at where St. Louis was in January last season. You know, it, it could happen. And it's like, see, ugh. and it's the same and, idea for, you know, 14, 15, we missed the playoffs, but we went to the final the following season. And it's like, yeah, okay. And then 96, you missed the playoffs. So what happened the following year? 
you missed the playoffs again. Like, what the hell does that have to do with anything? So, I, I see where you're coming from. It all de- it all depends on it all depends on what you do with this information. Because if you're you know if you live in the world of make believe and rainbows and unicorns and all this crap and say, oh well, we missed the playoffs and then we went to the Cup final, so we're gonna do it again because everything Feelings. Is, everything is great. Like, no, like get a grip but everything is awesome (laughs) (laughs) but if you look at it like how vlasic put it where like okay the last time we were really crappy we looked within ourselves and we stepped up to be better players and it got us to the cup final if you look at it from that perspective 100 percent, that's what everybody should be saying because you know they what's the whole you know the i mean i'm butchering this but like you know your biggest failures are what make you more successful like you know, it doesn't kill you, makes you stronger, right? That's all I'm saying. Like, it, like I said, if you look at it from a logical sense of like, we need to be better and this is how we do it, whatever. But if you're in the land of make believe and oh, it's our turn, like, no, <laughs> don't start. <laughs> Just saying. It's been two weeks since we did a show. I'm a little spicy. Yeah, I, I feel you. I feel you. Um, couple interviews. I had, a lot of, I had to read a lot of dumb things on social media during this lockdown. Sorry. Oh, you, are, you are not wrong, sir. Uh, Doug Wilson, general manager for the Sharks, and President Jonathan Becker both did uh, media interviews this week. Uh, Becker basically was answering the call from, I guess, a lot of people were questioning, why did the Sharks play the three home game, the last three home games that they did, the fifth against Minnesota and then the seventh, eighth against Ottawa and Colorado, respectively. And I think what, of course, brought a lot of that on is the fact that Avalanche and Senators players both came down with COVID-19. However, for some reason, no one was also pointing out the fact that, yeah, they also played in L.A., by the way. Well, and I was just going to ask if it's okay if I read my dissertation here because if if you do a little homework... Uh, the Brooklyn Nets, who had two players with COVID, where did they last play before the NBA stoppage? Uh, LA. Staples Center, maybe? Oh. That's all I'm saying. People, like, I I don't want to name names, but AJ knows what I'm talking about. Do your homework. (laughs) (laughs) And if you follow us on Discord, I'll tell you who I'm talking about. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, Doug Wilson also uh, spoke with the media this week, talked about how Hurdle is ahead of schedule what schedule he's referring to right now. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) There's no season. Everybody's ahead of schedule. This is all I'm saying. Uh, you know, Eric Carlson is, uh, on track to, you know, I guess be able to do, give you a thumbs up again without it bothering him. Um, I miss that that guy so much. (laughs) Uh, suggested evidently that Bugner has the inside track to be the head coach for the sharks and the very least next season. However, I didn't hear or see anything and you guys can correct me if you have, I didn't see much though in the way of staff. There was nothing really mentioned about Ricci or Sommer or Nabokov coming back to be part of the coaching staff with the sharks next season. And I spoke with Jamie Baker earlier this week, cheap plug, go watch, go check out that interview. It was actually really good. Jamie was, uh, way candid, far more candid than any interview I think we might have ever done. So go and check that out. But Jamie even brought up the fact that he goes, well, Nabby might not want to travel. Maybe he likes working with the, you know, with the CUDA guys and it's more local. You have to look into that as uh, one thing. And then same with Ricci. Does he, is he more about developing guys versus going on the road and doing all these things? So, it's going to be an interesting offseason in that regard. Well, and, and not only that, but, you know, you think about back to when all the, you know, all the coaching turnover happened, like the assistant coaches that Bugner was given was was a matter of convenience. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, yeah. OK, we have we have these guys who have experience. They can do the job. And I for the record, uh, I think Bugner absolutely deserves to get the job, at least for one more year, mm-hmm. just between covid and between inheriting DeBoer's mess. Uh, So I think he absolutely gets another chance. But why not, from Doug Wilson's perspective, why not say, okay, erase last year, get your own staff, and let's see what we can do next year. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Absolutely. 
And because you still have to deal with the CUDA. I mean, even if the re say, <laughs> you that, say that like they're a plague, oh, we have to deal with the CUDA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he got that CUDA. That's why the you know, that's what I think that's what Bakes was talking about, though. Like, you know, mm-hmm. those guys, they would rather stay home and develop. And maybe that's that's part of the culture. You know, or like maybe that's just part of the Sharks culture about like, yeah, come on, we'll give you a job in San Jose and you can still be in hockey and you can be at the club, but you don't have to travel. It's a great job, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I understand why they would change, want to go back to the to Kuda. And also Summer is never, I don't think he was ever meant to be a long-term or a permanent fixture in the NHL. He would have been by now. He's, he's an NHL guy. Well, I think Jerk alluded to it at one point and we might have all alluded to it, is the fact that uh, one of the reasons, besides a matter of convenience of just walking across the hall, it's these guys were all vetted in a season where you saw coaches shown the door for, you know... Indiscretions. Shall we say, in the words of Jerk, sus behavior? (laughs) So um, who do you think he's going to find for next year? Any any names come to mind? Anybody? Uh, I don't not, know. It, not as Boogner's replacement. I mean, like his assistants for Boogner or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. As, as tough as head coaches are to peg, like assistant coaches is even tougher because as we've seen, and Philadelphia comes to mind, as we've seen, just about anybody can be uh, <laughs> a head coach. If you look or a coach, rather, if you look at the Philadelphia Flyers, so their head coach is Elaine Vigneault. Um, but uh, I know one of their assistant coaches is Michelle Terrian, used to be a head coach. Yeah. Another one of their assistant coaches is Mike Yo, used to be a head coach. Yeah. Head coach. So well, where's Mark Crawford? We- Mark Crawford's an assistant right now, and he was you know a bench boss. Didn't he win a cup of Colorado? You are correct, sir. So mm. like it could be former assistants, former head coaches, former players, former like who like I don't know. I could be an assistant coach probably. Like it's <laughs> the field is way open. You know what I mean? Marco right. Sturm, come home. Well, I know I, that I can't remember when it was, but I, was it the Devils that fired somebody and then the GM was like, yeah, I was roommates with this guy in college and they seem to be okay with so that's we're just going to hire him like that's that's the that's the amount of vetting that they did that was it i hadn't heard that but it wouldn't surprise me oh my god isn't that how peter DeBoer got the job no this this (laughs) happened at the end of january i remember listening to it on 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 a podcast i can't remember i'm pretty sure it had something to do with the devils i will find the story because it's is it granado well didn't didn't um didn't it, the the see now you're bringing up the Devils? Didn't the Devils at one time like can their coach and like the GM just took over for the rest of the that, season? That was Anaheim last year. Oh, oh well, yeah. There was I thought some I thought that happened on the East Coast as well, but well, um. and I know I know too. Like back in the day, I I don't I, I I would have to do some research, but I I don't know if it was interim or full time, but I know there was a hot second where where if I'm not mistaken, Daryl Sutter was the coach and the GM of the Flames, like simultaneously. Yes, yes, he was. I remember that. And I and again, I don't know if that's an interim thing or if that was like just <laughs> okay, <laughs> Daryl, we're gonna give you both. And he's like, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't know. Who? <laughs> but yeah, exactly and. So we'll we'll see. I don't know. I mean, like I said, assistant coaches, it's really hard to peg because a lot of it is like, okay, you know, like you see assistant coaches where maybe they have some tie to the organization or uh, they're they're one of the head coaches like boys or, you know, there's some kind of other circumstance like what comes to mind and then we can move on is like you think back to like Todd McClellan, like you kind of saw everything where like. He had Larry Robinson because he was a legend and he had, uh, you know, Jay Woodcroft because he was one of Todd McClellan's boys. And, you know, he had so-and-so like, you know, you see like origins for these assistant coaches from all over the place. It's something really difficult to peg. I don't know if Bugner has any friends um, that would that would be his assistant coach, but he just doesn't have friends. Oh, I'm sure he has friends, but I don't know if any of them are assistant coach material. I have lots of friends. I just. Don't think any of you'd be good assistant coaches. Please don't take it personally. Right? That's a you know what? That's a fair thing to say. And for those <laughs> of you who want to see what this looks like without it being broken, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Nice flex. Enjoy, enjoy. I evidently got the only one. Uh, but hey, wait before the end of the show. You never know. 
Just saying. Not a conspiracy or anything. Yeah. Um, so the Sharks have added themselves a uh, couple pieces to the puzzle. John Leonard set to join along with defenseman. Say it with me now, jerk. Brinson Pashnuk. Boom. There you go. Phonetic spelling. Love that's, it. That's 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 how we're going with it. If anybody Brinson wants to. Pashnuk. Yes. Okay. Dear Lord. You th- like, we thought we'd all gotten through like the whole Chekovic shemilevsky thing. <laughs> it's like, oh my. Uh, I think for John Leonard, if anybody's surprised at the fact that he got signed, I'm not sure why. Um, you know, I when when you're uh, when you have 27 goals in 33 games, you're not going back to college as a senior. It's not <laughs> happening. You know, so good on the Sharks to sell Leonard on signing his ELC and leaving school because from Leonard's perspective, he could have easily been like, nope, I'll get my degree and uh, August 2021, I'll sign with uh, whoever I want. So good on the Sharks for getting Leonard to come, I think, especially because the Sharks were starved for goals. I think they'll take him any way they can get him. Mm-hmm. Pashnuk is interesting, and I, it, I, I, I don't hate it. I mean... I, I've made the argument many times before that it's incredibly difficult to be point per game in college hockey as a forward, and Pashnuk has done that as a defenseman. So I think, obviously, that's something uh, to be excited about. Um, he also was in the Sharks rookie camp last year, uh, you know, went to Arizona State, so he's not exactly local, but he's close. Um, and, you know, Arizona State is a D1 school as well. Uh, a left-handed offensive defenseman though i don't know that that's high on the list for the sharks um all left-handed right and i and i think this the signing a left-handed defenseman what this tells me one of two things either the sharks feel comfortable playing a lefty on the right side which i mean if that's the case honestly like who cares but or could a left-handed defenseman be on their way out Mm-hmm. Well, we because, already we, we already lost one earlier this season. Still, well, and, it's still painful. And 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 the same thing with John Leonard. Like like the Sharks, you know, the Sharks wouldn't have signed Pashnuk if they didn't think he could make an NHL impact right away. Yeah, I I, I totally agree with you. But there's a lot of people that the Sharks thought were going to make an impact <laughs> this season <laughs> that unfortunately did not. So, gotcha. so, so what you're saying is never take a chance on anything promising. Got it. Well, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, last year they did that and it's like every time they pulled the arm down, it was just the sevens weren't lining up whatsoever. Uh, well, Sleepy asking, how many games do you think Brinson will be a healthy scratch next season? Uh, are you talking about for the CUDA or for the Sharks? Uh, hey he's not, he's not going to be a healthy scratch. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're just screwing around. Um, let's go a little bit around the NHL for a hot minute. Um, let me ask you this now over the last month, because of people having that Corona as jerk likes to say, um, we have seen an amazing amount of, uh, well, I should say a lack of preparedness, (laughs) Sports talk, radio, media personalities, this is like the one thing none of them were prepared for, both locally and on a national level. We have people that are like coming on national broadcasts or doing stuff on social media, whatever, and they don't even have devices that film in HD. Meanwhile, Brody Brazil is like, you know, full-blown TV studio in his backyard. Yeah, basically. (laughs) And it just makes you wonder, like, some of these guys... How, how do you not have at least a little something, something like all of a sudden we went from this little mom and pop podcast thing to like being one of the most well-produced things on the internets lately. <laughs> true. I mean, dude, and with this, and I'm trying to remember who, I don't know if it was Bill Maher, it was somebody else that said, you know, look, there's like three things you can do during all of this. You can, you know, binge watch everything on every streaming platform. Uh, you can catch up on your library or whatever, or you can start a podcast and everybody and their mother has decided to start a goddamn podcast because they're done with Netflix and Pornhub and they're done with their books. <laughs> I'm so glad we got the jump on them then. So we got all the bugs worked out. Uh, uh, right? Yeah. I'm just saying. 
We all got the right microphones well in advance. <laughs> oh, dude, and that's the whole thing. You hear some of the audio on some of this shit, and you're just going, oh, oh, you know, wow. The, a lot of that digital signal processing and the uh, the compression is really helping some of those people out. It's like auto-tune for radio announcers. Let me let you know. Um, <laughs> but now we're going to uh, break out. Unfortunately, I don't have a graphic or anything prepared. I wish I would have thought about this earlier, but... We're going to break out Hockey Jerk's soapbox. Oh, no. As I ask him one question, and that is, what the fuck is Boston ownership doing? Here we go. Uh, Okay, so give me... Okay, here. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Ask me that question again. What the fuck is Boston ownership thinking? God damn it! (laughs) (laughs) let me tell you aj they're not thinking (laughs) i have some things to say they are not thinking i said this on twitter whenever i said it but boston the bruins they were last in line to help and this is me borrowing words from ra of spit and chicklets they were last in line to help their employees and they were first in line to screw them over Mm-hmm. And it's such a joke because, number one, Boston's owner is a guy who's got a couple bucks to his name. Number two, Boston is one of those teams who has sponsorship dollars coming in. Hello, Dunkin' Donuts. Hello, TD Garden. Number three, Boston is supposed to be this world-class, you know, uh you know, uh, like talking point and measuring stick for the league. Oh, the Bruins are original six and they've been to this many cup finals in the last 10 years. And that's how we want to be. No, the like, again, and AJ and rocket both know this. I've hated the Boston Bruins since day fricking one. And you know, just, just when I thought, just when I thought I couldn't hate them anymore, they pull this, they pull this kind of crap. So on a little history here, on March the 21st, they say, well, if the games get canceled, we'll give them a couple bucks. And it's like, okay, I guess that's nice, but you're hinging all of that on on an if. And then you fast forward and, you know, they, uh, ugh, you know, they, they just, their initial position on this whole thing was like being insensitive or being stupid, you know, and then they doubled down on that by... You know, like I said, only paying their employees if everything gets canceled. And who knows when that could be. Like AJ said, everything could get canceled by the 4th of July. Yep. And it's like, okay, how good is your March paycheck to you on the 4th of July? Yeah, a little too late there, chief. <laughs> and and then, like Rocket brought to light, Boston is trying to place blame on the company that they outsource their their work to on Delaware North. <laughs> like, no, own your stupid decisions. You know, like it's it's such a joke, honestly, because like everybody talks about how good and iconic the the, the spoked B is. No, it's a bunch of bullshit. And if Boston got moved to Quebec or Houston, or any of these other NHL cities that AJ thinks the team deserves, (laughs) I would shed zero tears about it. Because Boston's a joke, their owner's a joke, their play-by-play guy is a joke. And, and, well, hold on, their players are a joke. Because AJ and I talked about this on the phone. They have some of the wealthiest players in the league. Patrice Bergeron's making a pretty penny, David Krejci, uh, Zdeno Chara, that guy's got more money than who knows. You know, oh pa- yeah, here's, pasta's getting paid. Here's a thousand bucks. Seven million dollar players kicking over a thousand bucks. You know who else kicked over a thousand bucks? Andrew Manchapane, who's on, who just came off his entry level deal on the Calgary Flames. Not only that, the CEO of the Dallas Stars and the GM of the Dallas Stars, they were not given fifty percent pay cuts. They they took. 50% pay cuts to help people out. The San Jose Sharks, that team that we follow and talk about and enjoy, they have said no one is going to lose their jobs, nobody's going to lose their pay no matter what. The Anaheim Ducks owners have kicked over like over a million bucks for their part-time employees. And yeah, the Vegas Golden Knights were a little late to the party, but even they're doing things. Like I just I'm not the only such... one right now that's like picturing jerk holding like a a, a hanky just you know, preach, my brother, Shoot. preach. 
Oh, I'm pissed. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the trick to say. I need the tambourine. Seriously. Like, and again, it's not a secret. Like I've always despised the Boston Bruins, but they've given me another reason to hate them. And it's such a joke because everybody says that the original six is the measuring stick of the league. And it's so crucial to the history and they're so important. And that's how everybody wants to be. They're making themselves look like a bunch of assholes. Arbitrary six, but yes. Now let me ask you this. It's a joke. If this was Florida, I am upset. <laughs> if this was the Panthers organization, would you at least, you know, never won anything, made it to one final, and historically have a difficult time drawing people? It, could you at least, to a certain extent, understand it if it was Florida doing the same thing? Maybe, but even then, the Florida Panthers have kicked over at least $500,000 to their employees. And yeah. I had this conversation with a buddy of mine earlier. The Florida Panthers are probably the one team in the NHL who's content with losing money every year, and they still kicked over money. Sergei Bobrovsky kicked over $100,000 by himself. That guy has zero obligation to do that, and he did it anyway. The other players kicked over hundred grand. Their owner, and a lot of people have things to say about their owner, but their ownership group kicked over a couple hundred grand. And didn't Bob just, like, just go there? Yeah, Bobrovsky's been on the Panthers for eight months. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that's what I, I'm I, saying. How I how is a bunch of people make comments after he <sighs> after he donated money and they're like, Yep, put that contract to good use. <laughs> Thomas well, Grice. Dude. Thomas Grice oh, and, his, dude. and his wife, they've come together. They went on Instagram and said, If you need supplies, food, whatever, shoot me a DM. My wife and I will help you out. I'm sorry, his what? Him and his wife will <laughs> help them out. Like, everybody's been preaching during this whole COVID thing. Everybody's been saying, you know, rich, poor, male, female, upper class, lower class, whatever. We all have to help each other out. Help out your fellow man and woman. Unless you're in Boston. Unless you own the Boston Bruins. Then you have <laughs> you have real estate to just be a piece of shit. And uh, you can all go politely fuck yourselves. I'm going to stay here with my fat pile of money. It's, yeah, especially and, and, and again, th- this shouldn't be news to anybody. I think I again, I'd have to do a little more research, but I think as early as like the 90s, people were calling the Bruins owner like Mr. Burns. Yeah, well, and didn't um, didn't Rob uh, Bob Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, like use his plane to like fly a bunch of like supplies in or something like that or or have it d- delivered somewhere. So that just. It's like even a worse look. And Boston's, you know, what they they went to the final last year. They won the cup in 2011. Did it? Did they win another cup in the last ten years, or did they go? Or Boston that, Bruins? Yeah. Uh, cup win in 2011. Cup final 2013. Cup final 2019. Yeah. Okay. So it's not. My point being is that they've seen some playoff revenue. You know what I mean? Well, not only that, but. You know, outside of like, okay, outside of that though, but like I said, they're a team, they bring in a lot of money. Their owners got a lot of cash. Like they are, it's like Boston Bruins to an extent are synonymous with Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Well, cheap bastards. Anyway. Like, uh, it's just, this okay, fucking, I'm removing the soapbox. We've taken it down now. This fuck, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me poking jerk with a stick right there. <laughs> And then, like and then this, this, geriatric, this geriatric loser had to have his kids f- held a press conference to explain themselves. It's such a joke. Get him. Well, uh, let's get Please in. Please at me, Boston Bruins. <laughs> let's get into one of the final things. And this is, I'm sorry. Now, this is this might be the time for me to get on my soapbox. Uh, Rocket, if you have a soapbox topic, uh, get it in now. Uh, but <laughs> can can we stop? with the fucking top 10 articles, the ranking articles can like, look, I know that it's hard to come up with content when nothing, absolutely nothing is going on, but Jesus Christ almighty that today on the athletic, the Bay area media media's hall of fame, Limiting this to 25 inductees wasn't easy. Well, then why bother limiting it? Because let's make it bigger and badder and everything else. So, <laughs> Top 30 NHL teams the Sharks should trade Eric Carlson to. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best one. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, okay. 
uh, give me a minute. Uh, I have to address a, an issue in the room, but uh, you can go back to bitching about Boston or talking about some of these uh, ranking things. But oh, oh, the bingo games. Oh my God. Just talk about social media and just the. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Or like, I spy with my little eye, find something on your camera roll and shove it up your ass. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think. Talk uh, Rocket. Tell us yeah. about Mario Ferraro's YouTube account. Okay, yeah. No, like that. <laughs> that's that's y'all want a soapbox. This is a soapbox. This is like me standing on a soapbox and blowing bubbles. Kind of. This is not Mad Rocket. So poor Mario Ferraro has been uh, quarantining back at his house with his family. Uh, I guess like one of his sisters and his mom and dad. Um, so he's basically staying in the room that he grew up in as a kid. Like that's mm-hmm. one of the coolest things to me. So. His uh, his quarantine uniform, like he's putting out videos about tech and about fitness. And well, you should also mention that he's sleeping on a twin bed currently. That's true. He is sleeping as a, on a as, twin a, bed. as a as a as a twenty one year old as a twenty one year old <laughs> professional hockey player. <laughs> God bless him. So he's kicking it like his 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 quarantine uniform happens to be a, a Target exclusive um, Stranger Things holiday sweater with the blinky lights in it, and like. I think it's funny because you you see kids out here with their first year contracts and they're they're flexing hard with their Louis or their Supreme whatever and here he is like Target Stranger Things. <laughs> I love that. Love you that have song. to appreciate that. No, and, and I, some of the stuff that the, like the social media stuff. You look at some like Christina Marlowe sounds like she's about ready to like put her children up for adoption at this point. Uh, you know, Marlowe skating around the house. You've seen some of the, uh, the video with Brendan Dillon and his fiance doing some sort of dance thing. Like we're getting to a certain point <laughs> where it's like, man, these guys really need something to goddamn do. Mm-hmm. But can we stop with the with the you know the, the you know see a dog send a dog? You know, I'm not playing your fucking chain letter forwarding game. It's not going to happen. So please stop <laughs> tagging me in this crap. But the rankings. Oh, my Lord. I mean, just going down the athletic. Again, Bay Area Media, Hall of Fame, who I would put in there, blah, blah, blah. Interestingly enough, neither Randy Hahn or Dan Rusinowski made the cut. I don't even know how that's possible when they've been in here 30 years. And, and, well, and they, they get honorable mention. It's well, like, and Ra- Randy Hahn also was the driving force in getting San Jose a hockey team. Let's start yeah, there. Exactly. Yeah, so... Whoever uh, wrote that can suck a fart. Do you hear me? That was suck that was a fart. That was Steve Berman. Yeah, actually, hey, Steve, Steve, <laughs> suck a fart, Steve Berman. He, he's well, really, you he's know really I nice have... guy. Not the most well versed in the sharks. So uh, I, uh, well, in the in better. the words of somebody who I respect and admire, do your homework. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, and you know what? I actually, I'm I'm glad you brought this up, AJ. I just saw. Uh, I actually just saw a ranking article that I think, I mean, I know we're, we're like kind of, kind of dissing them a little bit and we're saying, you know, peel back on them, but I actually saw one that I think is pretty good. Uh, I I'll drop the link later on, but it's a top one San Jose Sharks podcasts and and it's ours. (laughs) Shocker. Shocker. If that's not on Teal Town USA tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) That needs Um, to be. Dude, and then my it's, article would have been the top ten, top ten list article articles. Yeah, <laughs> top Dude. ten, top ten numbers, numbers Wait. one through ten ranked in a top ten. You know, it would be a really uh, quick top ten, uh, top ten coffee carts at SAP Center. Uh, you won't believe where number one is. <laughs> um. The other thing I saw in the athletic, uh, the tw- the 2020 NHL broadcast rankings, best and worst markets, and the Sharks finished sixth. Uh, you know, pretty pretty strong, solid, very solid. Yeah, solid finish. Um, but uh, yeah, there's some some very nice words. However, and look. Everybody knows that there are a couple people involved with Teal Town that have a uh, uh, just a huge love of Drew Remenda. And Ooh. if you <laughs> and if you go and look at these rankings, he's mentioned in both the Edmonton 
and <laughs> sharks, which I think speaks a lot to the, the guy's been gone now for like six years and he still gets a lot of pub. I think that speaks volumes of how much of an impact he had on the fan base here. And, uh, you know, Hasso, you know, you're going to do what you're going to do, but I'm just saying now here's now my vote for the worst. Here are some of the two of the worst ones. <laughs> they got it right. I'll say that. <laughs> The, the worst one for me so far, it's the best athlete for every uniform number. How fucking bored do what? you have to be to for go? every f- number? Every number. So how bored do you have to be? I wonder who had 99. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, but this is but Bay Area. Sports. Yeah, this is. Oh, no, but this Bay is Aryan? across all sports, but Bay Area, right? So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, like z- to, to go from zero, zero. Jim Otto, all the way to 99. How bored do you have to be to put this fucking article together? And if you would like to know, number 99 was DeForest Buckner from the uh, San Francisco 49ers. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. Well, Look, the, I, do, like, you know, deforest, deforestation is bad, right? <laughs> uh, 88. Obviously going to Burns, 19 went to Thornton, and then aside from that, I don't think there was a single uh, shark that that made it. So top ten, top ten articles. I don't give a shit about. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, you know, Owen Nolan got an honorable, uh, honorable mention. Marla- what a joke! Who else is number eleven in the Bay Area? Uh, Clay Thompson from the Warriors. Trash, trash. Alex, Ask, uh, no, well, no, for me, no, trash. Sorry. Alex Smith from the 49ers was an honorable mention. He's what? what a, yeah. Bay Area sports and the Sharks. This is what yeah. I mean. That's like, that's what we yeah. should call it. Yeah. Yeah. You true. Well, it's just like what, what John Oliver said on last week tonight, you know, like, a, like <laughs> major, major sports franchises in the United States shut down and, as did hockey. Yeah. That was solid. Well, <laughs> it, it makes me wonder if, uh, if Joe Thornton wore 22, would Thornton be named the, the main guy or would it still be Will Clark from the from the uh, San Francisco Giants? I don't See, know. I don't even know who that is. So. Okay. <laughs> Shows you where he is on my ranking. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And then, interestingly enough, I th- uh, well, okay, here. If Joe Thornton, well, so you can't say War 28 because Buster Posey was going to get it no matter what. Three World Series. The guy's got too many rings. But you know who got an honorable mention? Ryan Clough. I think that says a lot that there wasn't a lot wearing 29. I'm just saying. <laughs> but either way, my point is, like, how bored are you to sit there and ma- write that fucking article? Uh, but it, you could, it depends. You split it into a three parter. You got your whole week's work done for you. I, uh, oh, I guess, but you understand what I'm saying, but to top yeah. it all off now, now the athletic, I get it. You know, it's written stuff. They, you know, they got to pull stuff off. Uh, now look, I appreciate NBC's, uh, their broadcast. I loved what they did with the new studio and everything like that. I, all of that is great. That being said, some of their published work, let's just say whoever the brain trust is over there that's coming up with ideas, they might maybe want to hire somebody else, per- perhaps us, because we're putting out better content, not to mention the fact that they've straight ripped us off a few times, but it's okay. It's okay. That's true. You that's know, true. Uh, you know, imitation, sincerest f- form of flattery, evidently. Um, but this is what they put up earlier this week, and I wanted to wretch. The best Bay Area venue. Let's like this is how fucking bored we are, people, that we're going to bracketize venues and include one that hasn't existed in almost a decade. <laughs> like, are you? Oh my god! Fucking I just realized for that. Real? Oh my god! Are you fucking for real? There is no way in hell anybody would have ever picked the stick. As their number one best bear, and if you do, you're dumb. Like you're just dumb. You need to get out more. Well, it's. I mean, you might as well have put, you know, Stanford Stadium in, in here or something. I mean, 
Why isn't the cow palace on there then? Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> <laughs> you I right? would have to give that a first round buy for it to stick around. <laughs> I would, yeah, I'd pick the cow palace over candlestick, I'll tell you that, buddy. Dude, like instead of putting candlestick in here, they might as well have just put in the new Barracuda arena that's going to be around in five years. <laughs> you know, know what I mean? That, yeah. I mean, but just Jesus Christ, Best Bay Area venue. How the fuck do you include one that hasn't existed in a decade? Stop. Well, not only that, but all of these venues offer different things. Yes. What does Candlestick offer right now? But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's how a can parking you? Lot. You know, like, like, like you're gonna have the people. Like, you're gonna have somebody who's like, okay, well, so you're gonna have somebody who's maybe maybe they're a Sharks fan and they're a Warriors fan, and so they've been to SAP and they've been to Oracle. Maybe they're a bigger Sharks fan. So even if they like Oracle better, better because they're a big Sharks fan, they're going to pick the SAP Center. It's it, it's like saying, oh, okay, if you like this apple, just wait until you try bananas. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hold on, let's get to Chris's question because this is a uh, this is a solid question. I'm not used to Chris asking. See, here's the whole thing: the fact that Chris had to actually tell us that he was being serious speaks volumes. But, but he's asking, what articles should these guys be writing? And I totally agree. For me, the, the there's a lot of players that don't have anything to do right now. Perhaps I mean, because look yeah, at exactly look at look at what Brody's doing. You know, Brody is wearing his Rolodex down to the nub, getting guys on Facetime, talking to those guys from the A's, talking to the guys from the Sharks, and generating content in that regard why can't these other guys get on you know hey Kurz gets on the phone with the you know or talks to john leonard and puts a whole thing together with that or pashelka gets on the phone with uh, joe thornton or something they set up a quick call and how about some articles like that versus you know hey top 10 philly cheesesteaks i've ever eaten at sap yeah. center I mean, goodness. Number four gave me heartburn. Yeah. Yeah. You won't believe what number four did to my colon. <laughs> you know no, what I, I mean? I would like to see, I would like to see uh, more in-depth research done by these journalists. I want to see them crack a couple of history books open, get a couple of numbers out and put some, put some really good stories together. You know, they're the first professional women's hockey teams were around just before the beginning of world war one. And the reason why women stopped playing professional hockey, they're getting paid to pay hockey was because of world war one. And like, I never hear anything about that anywhere. I saw it on a documentary once, like it's a 10 hour documentary, but it's a 10 hour documentary. Like, Find shit like that out and bring it out so more people can see it. I mean, the Pittsburgh Penguins had basically like 20 people from Black Girl Hockey on the other day. This is what I'm well, saying. And if, it, well, like, and, if you're covering the Sharks, let's, you know, talk to, I mean, Jesus, can, can we get like, uh, well, hold on. There was a mayor that passed away not too long ago. Was that Susan Hammer? I want to say it was Hammer. But like anybody so. that was um, involved with like getting the tank built, like, you know, maybe perhaps some history. Uh, Ruzanowski, two things with Ruzanowski. First off, the guy is a walking encyclopedia. He, he mm. keeps an amazing amount of notes. Uh, he retains information like no one's business. And you see where he lives. It's one of the most ornate places I've ever witnessed in my life. If you look at the videos that they've put out for the Daily Shark, it is an amazing, it really goes to show you that he has so much time available, if that's what his house looks like right now. <laughs> so get him on the horn and do some bits with him. Like, I mean, goodness. And hey, maybe get on the phone if you're going to do some retro stuff and maybe you can get 10 minutes with Owen Nolan or Jeff Friesen or Vinny Damfus or what, you know, Arters Urbe, whoever. Like, I, I would take... Uh, similar to what like club 91 is doing that the sharks are doing where they're inviting back alumni to share their memories, share stories or whatever. That's what I would like to see coming out from a lot of these places. Now maybe NBCSN doesn't have the contacts or whatever. Either way, I expect more from the athletic when we're, when we have downtime. <laughs> I, I am a big fan of everybody's sourdough starters though. I think it's really interesting that, that now in, in this weird time, everybody is, if they're not starting a podcast, they're deciding to make oh, sourdough. 
yeah. But they're well, they're all athletes and shit too. So it's like, well, f- start talking about food then. Like, yeah. if there's no sports, but you're a sports person and you like food, talk about food. That's what I like about Mario Ferraro. He's a gaming guy. You know, he talks yep. about gaming. He never talks about hockey. I love it. Oh, hey, how about somebody puts together something like, uh, you know, the wives of hockey, and they just say, hey, you know, su- submit us your, your, what is it that you make that your husband loves. You know, or something like that. You know, I mean, anything like that. The, even down goes Brown is ranking all sixty-seven hat tricks from the nineteen twenty season. What? Are, Stop! D- dude, I shit you not. That I'm looking at that right now. I, oh, down God. goes Brown ranked Seems all sixty-seven. This is my point, people. This is what I'm saying. Or- the top. Oh, here, here's another one. The top ten uniforms in Bay Area professional sports. Get there, the fuck out of here with this. All the Barry, between all the Bay Area teams, there are only like 10 uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here's a hint. But this the is author what I'm never wore one. Like, uh, uh, Warriors are number one because they have the most championships, uh, and they wore this uniform when they won those championships. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, like, I think... You know, or I think it was Rocket who said, like, maybe turn it around on the writer and have them write about why they chose to follow sports or why they chose to be a journalist or why. It's something about them, something, you know? Yeah. yeah. Or some, and one of the things I like about Kevin Kurz is that we generally know a little bit about Kevin Kurz beyond his career as a journalism. Like, we know that he's from Philadelphia. We know that he likes history. And we know that he, you know, kind of likes to... Stir the pot. A, stir the pot a little bit. You Pearl know? Jam and the uh, he likes Pearl Jam and uh, the Eagles are his football team. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put yeah. this yeah. out right now. If you want to put together an article for Teal Town USA, if you would like to submit one, I would love to see it. I'd love to read it. You'd love to see it. Um, give me the top ten sharks uh, suspensions. I'll take <laughs> that. <laughs> you won't believe know. that Rafi Torres is three out of the top ten. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know top ten. First NHL goals by players against the Sharks. That too. Yeah, because there's like 95 guys who have had their first goal against San Jose. Yeah, if you're going to do the top 10 thing, if that's going to be like your, you know, like your fallback, the lazy fallback, if you will, (laughs) then make it a fucking deep dive. You know, like I want want it to be like, you know, I, I love Rocket's idea. Like top 10 first NH go- NHL goals versus the Sharks. I think that is genius. Well, and and we've talked about too numerous times. We've talked about how hockey players like talking about not hockey. That too. So so why not <laughs> Oh, I love you, Chris. Chris, so why- top 10 blown leads by the Sharks. That's a great one. So why not why not talk to Mario Ferraro about tech gear why not talk to brent burns about snakes hunting 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 livestock and barbecuing tattoos you know yeah like brent burns if you if you follow brent burns on instagram this past week he's been posting on his instagram story what he's been cooking every day like steer into that or you know like how um you know john root like went to uh, Half Moon Bay to play golf with Stefan Nason, you know? I mean, granted, that was weeks ago, but it came out now. Like, stuff like that. Like, maybe you turn around and you talk to Nason. It's like, okay, let's talk about golf because you like doing that. Or, you know, Logan Couture and his book club, too. Like, yep, exactly. Is, this is all I'm is, saying. Why is nobody lining up to talk to Couture about what his favorite books are? Dude, you could... I think you could do something funny where you come up with 20 questions, 20 questions with S.J. Sharkey. And you just make sure that each one can be answered yes or no. <laughs> Boom. Sure. Yeah. And dude, that's 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 a three solid three minute video right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just again, I look at all this, you know, ranking this and top twenty this and top ten this, and it's just like, oh dear God. You know what? Because I'm guilty of it because I did a jersey ranking thing for the Sharks, but I did that because we literally had nothing else to do, and it was the only one we had ever done. And as soon as I did it, as soon as I hit publish, I felt dirty. I was like, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> You're taking paparazzi money now. Yeah, I was like, eh. <laughs> you know what? That was probably the wrong thing to do. Like after reading it, I'm like, you know, if somebody else wrote this, would I like it? Eh, probably not. 
And, but then again, you know, there were already 20 of those out there and I'm like, well, yeah, but the, they all got it wrong. So I had to like correct it, but I didn't, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, I understand you guys are just, when people are tuning in to watch simulated animated games or whatever, <laughs> I mean, we, yeah. we know we have reached, uh, you know, zero barrier when it comes to having something to pay attention to. I'll give you that. Uh, and that being said, look forward to a series that we're running next week. That'll start tomorrow, by the way, <laughs> tealtownusa.com. But at least this is something to, uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun with, um, just something. I'll give you a little hint. Anaheim did this recently and it's what if the sharks did this? So that the series one of the article, it's a three part series and series one will come out tomorrow. Um, and uh, what else? Oh, again, I have to go back to had a good talk with Brody earlier this week. It was like last Tuesday or whatever, but uh, go check out that. Uh, talked with him for about an hour. A uh, lot of fun. You know, it's always fun talking with Brody because sometimes he'll let something slip on accident, which is always quite fun, at least for me. Um, jerk, not jerk, <laughs> puck guy. I, I, I mix up the nickname sometimes. But uh, Kura spoke with Randy Hahn. For uh, about tw uh, what 12, 15 minutes earlier this week as well, uh, you know I'm getting so jealous of Randy Hans' social media. If you look at all the awesome food that that dude is coming home with every day, oh, yeah. oh, oh my! I saw the like Jake's, well the Garrett, which it's all the same shit, but that stuff. Or uh, you saw what, uh, what did he pull home the other day? Was it a, Oh, Aldo's Sushi confidential. Sushi confidential. I mean, dude, that dude is, is eating well, well. And, uh, again, we talked with Jamie Baker for an hour, little over an hour. And, uh, again, one of the most candid interviews I've ever done. It, it was so, it was to the point where there was a couple things said where I was just like, I felt like, should I send this back to him and say, are you uh, comfortable with this being out there? And But uh, go check it out for yourself. Tell me if I'm wrong. But it's a great interview. Bakes in, insanely uh, personable. And uh, his stories about the 93-94 season were awesome. So um, with that, uh, I think it's probably time we pack it up. We put in a solid hour. And I didn't know that we'd be able to do that with nothing going on. Although I think uh, the Boston soapbox thing probably had a good amount to do with that. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't even have to throw a top ten list in here to pad anything out. See how easy that was? <sighs> yeah, dude, we hate lists so much. We got rid of our fucking three stars that we used to do. All right. <laughs> all right. So Rocket, where can they find you on social media? Okay, so since y'all can't find me in real life, y'all can find me on social media, hanging out over on Twitter. Capital R, capital B, little backhander76. That's R backhander76 over on the Twitter. Or you can check out photographs. There'll be more fun, interesting things to come up here as we go along throughout the year. Uh, Instagram photographs, rocket backhander, one word, no spaces. AJ? Nice. And the jerk Amon. Yes. Uh, okay, so if you <laughs> never get told. <laughs> Uh, obviously the shtick here, the thing here, we all talk about hockey. Um, but lately hockey's not been a thing. Um, so you could follow me on Twitter at hockey underscore jerk, and we'll talk about hockey when hockey comes back. But you know, WrestleMania just happened. Marvel things are happening. I, I have other non-hockey interests sometimes, maybe. WrestleMania. <laughs> so if, if you like things, follow me on Twitter at hockey underscore jerk. <laughs> oh dear lord and i am aj underscore strong on all the social media platforms yada 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 and um yeah so it'd be nice to get back to some hockey uh, i don't think that's going to happen anytime soon so i don't know take this opportunity to uh i don't know strip your floors or clean your baseboards or you know something I a photo seal your grout there you go. The, I mean, get Scrub into your bathtub. Yeah. Get into photography. Uh, hey, I got an amazing idea. 
um, look into getting um, better audio for your podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody's got one. So uh, I think with that, yeah, it's probably a good time to sign off. So thank you, everybody, uh, for watching. Before we jam, though, um, I don't know if we're going to be here next week. I think right now we might be doing this kind of every other week thing. So at least for the time being, unless hockey resumes next week, which I don't think it's going to. Uh, but just wanted to let you guys know that. Again, new uh, series is going to be rolling tomorrow on Teal Town USA. Again, if you ever miss a show, want to hear it again, you can find our content on your favorite podcatcher. And everything is always available on YouTube and at tealtownusa.com. Always please tell a friend, subscribe to YouTube. We would appreciate that and follow us on our social media. Thank you very much for listening to show number 98. We will be with you at some point, in some way, somehow. But thanks for listening. We'll see you at show 99 sometime in 2020. Good night, everyone.